Hey y'all, how you doing? How you feeling? How you living? Thanks for joining me today. It's your girl Akua, your host for Dem Coins Podcast, where we help millennials of faith gain clarity on what they truly value, manage and increase their income, and crush their financial goals. And in today's episode, she is solo again, and we're going to be talking about the waste trainers of personal finance. And don't worry, I'll explain. Hey, 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 y'all. Thank you for joining me today. I hope all is well. Um, I know that we are um, probably heading into a uh, another recession, um, but stay hopeful and keep up with those good financial habits you're building, right? We're almost at the halfway point of the year. I hope you all are still crushing your financial goals. I hope no one has been, you know, unfortunately laid off or like their business significantly slowed down. And, you know, if you're in a place of struggle, I am sending prayers your way um, that you would be encouraged. And I hope that uh, podcasts like this, right, with positive content, not all this nonsense going on out there, okay, will keep you encouraged and, you know, utilizing the resources that you do have and remaining hopeful. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. You could be listening to a million other things right now, but you're here with me. And so I am very, very grateful. And yeah, so about this title, right? I know you're all like, what in the world is this girl talking about? Okay, let me clear my throat. (laughs) Okay, let me explain. So if you all um, are not familiar, right? A waist trainer is... There's nothing new under the sun, right? If you are unfamiliar, a waist trainer is basically a corset you put around your waist and people typically wear it when they are working out. Some people wear it all day and it's supposed to help you target fat loss in your midsections, right? You get, to get rid of your love handles and you, you know, you, you know, your little, your little extra, extra sideage, right? <laughs> so waist trainers are being sold, you know, by, uh, you know, Instagram celebrities and a whole bunch of people. And it slowed down a little bit, but it's still out there along with the flat tummy tees and those type of things. Well, as many of you know, you cannot target fat loss. It's not possible, at least not yet. Okay, unless you go in and get your little nip and tuck in your surgeries, you cannot control where you lose weight in one specific area of your body. Now, I know some of y'all might come for my neck and might say, oh, but Akua, like I used to be a medium and now I'm a small and, you know, such and such waist trainer size, right? First of all, that was you doing the work, boo. It was not the waist trainer, okay? There's tons and tons of research on it. You can look up any article about targeting uh, fat loss through, you know, uh, through working out. You cannot do spot reduction. It's not a thing. Now, with the waist trainer, you may see a slimmer waist by one of two ways. Either the waist trainer is so tight, it's squeezing all your internal organs in, right? (laughs) Like those really, really tight corsets from back in the day, or your waist trainer makes you more conscious of what you are eating and your movement throughout the day. So that's usually how people are able to get their waist slimmer with waist trainers because they're actually working out and they're actually eating better. And I feel like there are some 
topics and personal finance that, again, right, we always say, you know, go out there and do your research. Well, a lot of the time when you go out there and do your research, you're boggled with all this information and it can feel like, oh my God, like I don't even know where to start. Like some people are telling me to do this, some people are telling me to do that. And essentially, I just want to talk about some of those things, right? And then we can kind of get down to where to focus your energy. Because, you know, a lot of us spend a lot of time, you know, picking something. Some of us are a little more, you know, on the go, but some of us spend a lot of time doing research on things that just quite frankly don't matter, right? Get down to the the basics, right? I guess another analogy now that, you know, we're talking about like working out is when, you know, people are essentially couch potatoes, right? They don't have a really active lifestyle and they're trying to get fit. And like the first question they're asking is like, oh, what pre-workout should I use? It's like, um, hmm, no shade, but like, can we get out and like walk a mile and like drink a little more water? Like, can we start there? So my hope and, you know, my prayer with this episode is that we can just get back to the basics and what really matters. All right. So let's get into this list. Don't worry, it's not that long. I'm not going to go through every single (laughs) um, waist trainer, right, in personal finance that I know of. But we'll start off with accounts. The first one, savings accounts. Now, I've discussed this before in my savings episode, but savings accounts are not supposed to make you rich, right? Essentially, really, most savings accounts are really essentially for emergencies or if you have um, like big expenditures that you know that are coming up like, oh, I know I have to put some money away because, you know, car stuff comes up or I'm going on a family vacation, those types of things. You're not going to make a ton of money, you know, having a savings account. And in the beginning, I would hop around, right, from savings account to savings account, looking up the highest interest rate, thinking that this is going to make some gargantuan difference in, you know, the amount of money I have. And really, it's pennies on the dollar. Like, (laughs) if your interest rate goes from, you know, 0.6 to 1.2, I mean... I think that's like, what is it, like an extra like $10 over the course of like seven years or something crazy like that. So it does not really make a difference. However, the interest rate on your debt does make a difference. So do research on that before um, acquiring debt. However, for savings account, you know, just look up the average Right now, uh, I think we're about 0.6. I mean, a a very paltry (laughs) 0.60%. So find an account, you know, that uh, fits your needs and just, you know, get to it and and start, you know, uh, stacking that bread, okay? (laughs) And the second one along on the, the accounts notes is something also that I did was obsessing over which brokerage account to have. Y'all, if you are not an active day trader, (laughs) like it really doesn't make a difference. 90% of us are not going to need a lot of these sort of niche um, technologies and when it comes to um, which brokerage account, right? Just pick one of the three, right? Schwab, Vanguard, Fidelity. And if you don't like it, you can just pick a different one. And, you know, thanks to technology, 
it's not that much of a headache to just, you know, take your money out, close out your account, and then open a new one if you absolutely hate one of them, right? As many people did with Robinhood when they tried to control the market. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on, right, from accounts. Now we get to tracking expenses and I know, I know you're like, she's such a hypocrite. She had a whole episode on budgeting. What is she talking about? Okay. Here's the, here's the tea. Personal finance is supposed to be boring and automated. Yes, I know. I said that. I said it. I said it. You are eventually supposed to design a system for you and for your family that is hands off. And it can be very tempting. And that's why these waist trainer things are so tempting because it feels like we're doing something. We're sweating, right? We're doing all this necessary research. But many times, even taking action on some of these things, the profit, the gains are very minimal. Now, obviously there's a really big caveat with tracking expenses. In the beginning, when you're getting started, and you're just trying to figure out where your money's going and how to budget, absolutely get very serious about tracking. And I know some of y'all don't like tracking. Some of y'all don't like budgeting. Some of y'all don't even like doing weekly agendas for yourself. But some things must be written down because you got to see it. You got to see it. Right? So, and also with um, tracking expenses and budgeting, for some people, this gives you peace of mind. There is nothing wrong with that. Keep doing it if you don't mind doing it and it is not and it is not taking up a ridiculous amount of your time, you know, throughout the month. Do it. I just don't want you wasting time endlessly tracking. And also within that realm, keep your categories simple. Now, this is something that I didn't realize I was doing, but it was causing my tracking in the very beginning to be very difficult. Keep your buckets and your categories of spending very simple. There are some people who literally get a debit card for maybe five different sort of categories of spending. So they know that automatically, if I use this card, you know, that's what that money went to. And they set individual budgets for each card. Now, that works for some people. If it works for you, go ahead and do that as well. But again, keep the category simple. I, yeah, and that reminds me, I need to update that uh, that budgeting worksheet because I mean, literally when I first started budgeting, I had like 50 categories, no lie. And it's just like, how are you supposed to, ma'am? <laughs> of course, this is difficult. You try to keep track of 50 different categories. This is, this is, this is, this is not good. Okay. So keep your categories simple. So let's get to some of these other categories. This one's pretty simple, straight to the point. Obsessing over credit scores. Oh, my lanta. Okay. So this was brought on. Um, I'm in a couple of different, like, you know, personal finance, Facebook groups. And I remember seeing a post from 
a young lady and she said she had a credit score of 759 and she was thinking about opening a personal line of credit to diversify um, her credit categories. And it's like, what? Like, why are you, why are you, why are you? Like, <laughs> your credit score is at 759. She's like, oh, I just, you know, I just want to get to an 800. What is an 800 credit score going to do that a 759 can't? Please let me know. Maybe I'm misinformed, but let me know, y'all. Maybe a credit master can school me, but honestly, as long as you're in the high 600s and up, I mean, you're usually okay and you can get financing for anything that you want. Now, along the lines of credit, this emphasis on business credit, oh my word, hmm, guys, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Can we first focus on building a legitimate business with real consistent revenue and quality products and services before we start trying to hype people up on leveraging business credit? I just, again, I just feel like it's just hustling backwards. There is nothing wrong with leveraging business credit, but is this really where most people are in their journeys? No. So again, no judgment here. I am just saying, can we focus on the meat and potatoes, right? Before we sprinkle in garnish. Hmm? Hmm? Just, just, just a little, just a little suggestion. <laughs> okay. And now this next waist trainer of personal finance, fancy programs and conferences. Now, hear me out, hear me out, right? This is another one, you know, obviously it has a caveat. Sometimes you do need to make the investment in yourself. I've talked about making investments in myself. It is all relative. But again, think about where most people are in their financial journey. Most of us can find this information for the free free online. (laughs) Like 90% of the things you need help with are either in a, a great personal finance book which I will give some suggestions later, or in online YouTube land. You know, I'm just hoping and praying that before you uh, make a decision to, you know, invest your coins in um, some sort of service or product or what have you, is just that you're in a good um, mental state and you're not in a state of desperation um, because... I've talked about it. I've made those mistakes before. And this is really how scammers continue to scam and thrive. They thrive off of people's um, desperation. So do your best to really try to utilize all the free resources. And then if you get to a point where you're peaking and you're like, I got the basics down. My stuff is automated. I'm saving regularly. I got my funds funding, you know, and I got the basics down. Then maybe you need a little more niche help. Okay, so we are winding down, right? We're down to our last two waist trainers of personal finance. So the second to last one is chasing hype stocks and hype in general in personal finance. Again, if you have... um, you know, a, a plan set in place and you do your research on something like, you know what? 
this crypto stuff it makes sense to me i want to invest a couple of coins here okay okay right um and i'm also reiterating a point from um, a previous guest um katherine langford she briefly talked about on our episode bouncing back from bankruptcy you can listen to that later after this one she talked about um learning how to um swing trade And she mentioned that, hey, make sure that you have your emergency fund. Make sure that you, you know, got your bills automated. Make sure all these things are in place. Are you catching, I think you guys are catching the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the sort of bedrock, right, <laughs> of everything that I'm saying. Make sure that you have your basics in place, right, before you add the cilantro and the little garnish on your personal finance, right? And again, chasing hype stocks you know some people are we're like okay netflix is down 70 percent. should i just buy low and sell high it's like well i mean i don't know you know (laughs) do you have enough money to you know take on that type of risk is your risk tolerance okay what if netflix goes to zero because of all the competition right you kind of gotta take some inventory and ask yourself these questions And ultimately, you can avoid all of this headache and heartache if you just invest in quality companies. Like, that is the meat and potatoes of stock investing, right? Take out the stress. Get you some, you know, get you some good index funds. Follow the S&P 500, which is just an index that is just a list of the top 500 performing companies. You know, simplify simplify it does not have to be this hard okay but again if you want to you know do individual or um, individual stocks and things like that perfectly fine just make sure you got your your bedrock right and the very last one drum roll (laughs) is worry yes w-o-r-r-y worrying you know the word makes it very clear it's in two different gospels it's sprinkled throughout the book of proverbs right which of us can add a moment to our lifespan by being anxious by being worried again it is a waist trainer because you're sweating you're stressing you (laughs) you think you're doing something that is somehow going to be impactful and worrying does absolutely nothing we live in a society where we are stimulated with every single bad thing happening in every corner of the world. And this is the first time in history this has ever happened. Every Have you noticed that everything is breaking news? Like everything? You know, I had to turn off notifications for apps like CNN because I'm like, no, you're not about to disrupt my peace every two seconds. So again, y'all... We serve the Prince of Peace. Let peace be in your spirits. Let peace be in your hearts. I understand. I listen. I looked. I, t- I took a glance at my <laughs> at my account. I see what's going on. And being uh, not being anxious is not um, being ignorant or um, not acknowledging what is going on in the world. It is essentially making a conscious choice to not let it destroy you. So, as tempting as it may be to entertain these waist trainers, and there are many others, 
you got to let it go. You got to be like Elsa and let that thing go because, and I saw an absolutely fantastic post from Jeremy Schmidt. Schneider of the personal finance club where he put up a post that basically said you know personal finance and like 80% of it was you know consistent investing and saving and increasing your income and then the 20% is really all this other niche stuff that we talk about and again I am part of the clan right sometimes I will bring up some really niche topics and it's not to overwhelm you, but it's to introduce you and like whet your appetite because exposure is so important because a lot of us don't know what's possible. So again, right, even I have to like, you know, turn this sort of like switch right on and off. And that's why I'm, I'm always going to emphasize the Holy Spirit on this podcast because really having that discernment to know, okay, they're having a really, you know, complex um, discussion on, I don't know, like, um, like tax efficiency, right? 90% of us that, you know, work a standard nine to five and don't have like side hustles or entrepreneurial things going on, tax efficiency may not be that important. You don't own, you know, a couple of um, rental properties, tax efficiency, not that important. (laughs) So again, having that discernment to say, wow, that was a really interesting topic. I'm gonna put a little pencil in it and maybe save that for later on down the road, right? Again, exercising, using that discernment, knowing, you know, when to really deep dive into stuff and then when to be like, oh, that was a really interesting topic. Okay. We can, we can say that for later. And when you get to that 20%, right? When you have all the bases down, when you got a couple hundred thousand, maybe a million, you know, swimming around, then you can go to the experts. This is something that I also see too often in um, like the sort of like personal finance forums. People are asking these super specific questions. It's like, I'm 56 years old. I, you know, have two kids, one in college, one out of college. I have $200,000 in my 401k. I have, you know, $10,000 in my Roth and da, 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 da. Should I buy an investment property? It's like, um, excuse me. These are questions for a certified planner. Get an advisor, y'all. Don't be scared. There are professionals who have spent years and years and years studying this stuff, right? Interview them like you would interview, you know, like you would interview someone for a job because that's what you're doing. They work for you and get these professionals to help you, not some random form on Reddit. Like if you want to ask general questions, I think that's cool on forms. I think that's what forms are great. But with these very specific life issues, like... If you didn't go to school and get certified for this, then get somebody who did because that CFP exam is no joke, okay? Oh, and also I forgot to mention um, a few good books to get started if you are an absolute newbie. Um, I've mentioned this one before, I Will Teach You To Be Rich is I think the very first financial, personal finance book anyone should read. 
Um, I've heard a lot of good things about A Simple Path to Wealth. I personally haven't read it, but everyone recommends that one as well. And I also like Patrice Washington's most recent book, Redefining Wealth. Good, good stuff. So if you are absolutely a newbie and you don't know where to get started, those three are a good one. And then for a bonus, Richest Man in Babylon, the very first book I ever read in personal finance. All right, so I hope this episode has blessed you. Um, Again, think about that 80-20, right? Get that foundation. Please don't worry about all the other stuff before the foundation. And that 20%, go on ahead and get professionals because uh uh-uh, being on all these forums, no, 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 no. And then these waist trainers, don't waste any time on them at all. (laughs) Truthfully, it's just... It's not, uh, it's not important. And um, sometimes effort can feel like you're making progress when you're not. And I want us all to succeed and win in this life because I know, I know, I know we can. And that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got some new insights or maybe you just got some confirmation on a couple of things. Let your girl know. Feel free to reach out to me via email, hello at demcoinsonline.com. Also, feel free to check us out on Instagram, dem.coins. If you have any good topics, cool new strategies, let me know. And while you're at it, feel free to write an awesome five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about me, okay? (laughs) I am so excited for all of us on this journey. And until next time, stay encouraged.